When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And we will get to NFL stat leaders in just a bit. But first, let's talk about Week 10 line movements or, say, lack thereof. We mentioned Will Levis has officially been named the starter for the Titans. Uh, but against the Buccaneers, Joe, let's talk about the fact that the line hasn't moved despite the announcement. It would seem to me like with this quarterback news, at least go one way or the other, but no, things aren't budging. Yeah. When I saw that news quote news, I was like, Oh, we didn't know. Okay. Yeah. I, I think this number was made. Like Levis common sense told everyone that Levis is a quarterback. He's going to remain the quarterback. So that's why I th- there was no doubt. I for- I didn't even think it was really a story. Oh, Levis announced a starter. Was he ever not going to mm-hmm. be the starter? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, that's why I, I just felt the line the entire time was written in Levis as the starter and there were no questions asked. So a lack of line movement, that I don't think that's a concern. I don't think that's a thing at all because we all knew it was going to be Levis the whole time. Yeah, I mean – it's just weird that they made such a big deal out of it. I, I agree with you, Joe. I'm not really sure. I, you know, I, that is pretty obvious. What I'll, say, what I'll say about that game, though, is for him to go in a quick turnaround to go to Pittsburgh in front of the country and to hang in that game, to, to have a mm-hmm. chance until the very end against that defense, that was impressive. Because I think what, what a lot of people would – probably lean on is oh rookie quarterback on the road this is going to be tough let me tell you it's a lot tougher to play in pittsburgh than it is tampa bay so i'm not concerned about that at all at all uh without really taking a deep dive at this point i would i would look to the tennessee side it's intriguing like again small sample size here but it does seem like that When it comes to Will Levis, there is a feast or famine identity to him because there were Mm -hmm. a lot of turnover-worthy throws in that second half against the Steelers, and they they just weren't being picked off. So, yeah, Levis has shown us something, especially in that first game he played in, again with the connection to Hop, but at the same time, like – we could see him having a really bad performance. And so it's something where if you want to back the Titans, like you have to embrace the variance. Like if he has a bad game, can the Titans still win with that defense? Mm-hmm. just don't know. Like could Baker Mayfield do just enough to win a low scoring affair? I think so. I think that's possible. So there are going to be matchups where embracing the variance is going to be more than okay. I don't know if it's going to be this one. 
that right now this is screaming stay away for me. But again, as we kind of uh, update the numbers and get closer to kickoff, uh, definitely, you know, I'm willing to be open to other ideas. But still, though, it, it is a feaster. I mean, rookie quarterback, like I'm not saying anything surprising, but feaster famine guy, be careful with embracing what invariant, what variance he's going to offer. How about we talk yep. about Thursday night football here? Because the Bears are out to minus four at home against the Carolina Panthers with a total of 39. Joe, why are we seeing line movement in this one? Uh, so the bet MGM move finally happened this morning. So that's happened over the last mm-hmm. couple of hours. Uh, yesterday afternoon, the market was pretty split on this between three and a half and four. And now it's almost four everywhere. So a couple of things. We don't know if Justin Fields is starting tomorrow. We have no idea if it's going to be badging. I, I am not expecting to get that news today. Fields has been limited in practice since last Friday. So I think part of the thinking is like, look, the guy's been limited for a week. He should be go- good to go. Have they been ramping him up for this game or or what exactly are they doing? And then you had Bajent with the three interceptions on Sunday, five in two games, and it probably should have been like six or seven. Uh, is there really a reason to play him? Like if Fields is good to go, you got to have him out there. So that's the thought process. I was first thinking, okay, Fields is going to sit one more week, but now – Bears are, are favored by more than a field goal. This is an opportunity for them. Other part of this line move is it's not just as simple as Bears quarterback. We should look to the other team. Panthers, injury report looks really bad. Take a look today what it is. They're bad to begin with, but three defensive starters did not practice yesterday. Brian Burns mm. doesn't look like he's going to play. Two starters in their secondary, C.J. Henderson, Xavier Woods did not practice. D.J. Chark did not practice yesterday. A thin uh, team to begin with. So you throw all that in there with four starters yesterday not practicing, and then it's looking like it might be Fields. That's why we're getting live movement to uh, four. Yeah, and if it is Fields, I think this is a great opportunity for the Bears. And the Panthers have had a hard time protecting Bryce Young. I just don't like the Panthers backing them anyway, shape or form. <laughs> but if it is Bajan, I might have to. Also, DJ Moore, is he going to be motivated in this one against his former team? Yeah, well, the DJ Moore game. How about he can be motivated? I don't know if he can do anything about it. Shouldn't Bryce Young... <laughs> Shouldn't Bryce Young be motivated, though? That's the guy I was talking about. Shouldn't Bryce Young be motivated? Oh, you didn't want me. I mean, Mm -hmm. you didn't want me. You traded away the pick, and uh, they did the right thing so far. That's how it certainly looks like because they're going to have two very high picks in what looks to be a quality quarterback draft next year. Do we have that interception number out for Bryce Young? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I love this exercise specifically with this game because this is the ultimate reality check, right? Like as much as we have disparaged Justin Fields pretty much all season long and all of last season as well, he is better than Tyson Bajan. Like let's yes. let's come to grips with this. He absolutely yes. is. Like the oh, quarterback yeah. situation, and this is something that we're going to be talking about a lot later in the show. But the quarterback situation in the NFL is terrible right now. It, it, it's the worst it's been in a long time. So compare Justin Fields with the rest of the league, not just the starters, but anybody who's taking snaps from behind center. He's not that bad. 
Okay, so there absolutely yeah. should be line movement if he is the one who's going to start. Boy, also, you would. My mentions did not say some by some people that Fields is better than Bajan because I I brought up on Sunday watching that game. I'd like <laughs> the tape of Justin Fields studying the Tyson Bajan tape, just like Chris Collins were suggested last Sunday night uh, during the broadcast against the Chargers. That Fields needs to sit down and watch how this offense works because of how Bajan's doing it. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see that. Sit down and uh, what can I learn that- from you? division two talk about motivation that would motivate me if i'm justin fields yeah that would really get me going also the total here another thursday night game doesn't this kind of feel like an under game (sighs) prime time unders prime time unders 22 and 7 last month prime time unders 10 and 1 unders all year 10 and 4 last week on all unders it's yeah Mm. first half unders 19 and a half um, who's scoring in this game? <laughs> the defense. Scoring? Yeah, the defenses Maybe. are. That's who's this scoring. That, that's how this will go down. Oh, Al's yeah. complaining right now. Yes, the, I love that. <laughs> I love that though. Like nothing against Al, but it's still fun, you know, to to get the grumpy old man up in the broadcast booth. Like that's fun. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Uh, how about we move on now to stat leaders here? Because, th- you know, like we said before, midway point of the season, this is especially intriguing because there's certain indicators that we have to factor in when it comes to betting into this market. So how about we start with passing leader? What stands, sound, what stands out to you here, Joe? Well, uh, the first thing is I, I think about <laughs> C.J. Stroud and the game that we, ha- we had this past week C. because we're holding an 80-1 to 1 ticket. So does that have life now? It was not looking like it it did, but you know, he's played eight games and let's see the top 5 have played nine games. So you consider that. If we go to yards per game, yards per game, where is CJ Stroud? Hmm, the only active player ahead of him is Tua. That's it. Hmm. So he's in this. He's in this. Now uh, I have one one other question. So we're holding on to the Stroud ticket, uh, one that's still holding a decent amount of value. Will he get there? He's second in passing yards at the moment, but he's fifth on the odds board. Sam Howell. His defense got a lot worse at the trade deadline. He's going to have to keep on passing, passing, passing. Uh, it was a massive number in the offseason, kind of like a Stroud number, but it's 12 to 1 right now. 12 to 1 for the guy that is what 138 back of Tua? Should we consider Howell? Yeah, that's what I had written down and didn't think I was going to land there, but you can't ignore what he's doing. And I'm looking at their upcoming schedule. They probably will be playing from behind uh in, you know, They've got the Cowboys in a couple weeks. They got the Dolphins, San Francisco. They end the season with Dallas. So, I mean, I think he might be there at the end of the day. There are two reasons, and I do have Sam Howell written down as a candidate, but there are two reasons Mm -hmm. that make me concerned here. Number one, he hasn't had his bye week yet. In looking at these markets, I mean, I'm almost at the point where I only want to bet on guys who've had their bye week already because I will be curious how much that's priced in to the numbers we have. I'm not sure it's fully there, so that's certainly a a cause for concern. The other thing, too, is 
Howell's taken a lot of sacks and quarterback and sacks are a quarterback stat. Sacks are a quarterback stat. And so if he keeps taking them and he doesn't fix this problem, at some point, one of those sacks will hurt him and he will miss playing time because of it. So will he have the stamina to complete the season? Will he be able to overcome that bye week once it happens? Those are two very concerning things for me right now. Yeah. Yep. I'm happy Stroud is, is alive, but I can't. That's a very good point about Howell and an injury. And it could take one game and that could completely remove him from this race if he just has to yeah. sit one game. So that that is a legitimate concern. As long as we're talking about quarterbacks, let me ask you about passing touchdowns. The leader is Tua. Second in is Allen with 18. Mahomes is third with 17. And I was surprised to see, I, I believe he's the leader. He's definitely up there, top two or three. Highest touchdown rate in the NFL is Russell Wilson. Russ is 16. Mm. He's three back. Russ has three three touchdown games. Uh, we're living in a world where we have such bad quarterback play, but Russ is three back and he has three three touchdown games. Uh, now the bye has happened. Does Russ have a chance at 14 to one? Hell no. There is no way I'm putting any money on Rusty Russ. If anything, I'm looking at a guy that's right next to him in Jalen Hurts who has the best receiver in the league. I I think Jalen Hurts could definitely finish the season in the conversation for passing leader or passing touchdowns, and he's not that far behind with 16 or 14, 15, sorry. My worry, though, with Hurts is, like, when they get in the goal to go at the one yard, know what they're gonna do they're they're not gonna play yep. fake and then roll out to throw to aj like that's not also he's injured <laughs> so and he's injured it's a little risky that, yeah but absolutely there is All value on matter. him i i don't hate the russell wilson pick there i think that makes a whole lot of sense going back to passing yards real quickly though joe here's mm-hmm. a guy who has had his bye week who we've talked about before is someone who could be on a bit of an uptick how about Dak Prescott at 30 to one? I know he's trailing my 600 yards right now, but if this uh-huh. offense is evolving and CD lamb is going to go nuts and be a real factor for offensive player of the year, won't that mean that Dak Prescott has to go off and he can make up that 600 yard deficit? Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a game behind. What does he have to do? So the way that he's trending. So you're saying with, they did make changes in the offense. So that's why we're seeing CeeDee Lamb go off. Like he's been moving around a lot more. 374, 304, 272. I mean, the San Francisco game, a complete dud. But so he would have to stay on this 300 range, which he's been in in the last few games. He'd have to live there to get back into this. It's possible. It's possible. What's the number? Uh, 30 to one 30. Mm, not for me because I'm expecting some duds down the stretch. Cause it would have to be like, he'd almost have to play just huge offensive output every single game. But there's some games, there's some names ahead of him. He's going <laughs> to jump though. Like he's going to jump Purdy. Right. He's probably going to jump Absolutely. Stafford. He's, you know, 
God, it's amazing. You look at a lot of these numbers. Cousins is still like up there in all of them. It's amazing. Why am I asking? <laughs> this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus joins us to preview week 10. That's right here on the BetQL Network.